So it looks like the GOP does not have a second candidate. Looks like Trump and then whoever the left has. The Griff Report starts now. Two, one, boom. Hotep Jesus. Of all the Jesuses I know, he's the Hotepiest. Social scientist and YouTube host, Hotep Jesus. How the fuck do you get a name like Hotep Jesus? The one and only Hotep Jesus. Ryan Sharp, better known to the world as Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, Hotep, Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Somebody said... What do you think you are? Some kind of Hotep Jesus? Ooh, and that's I was good. Just like, ooh, that's sexy. <laughs> yes, I do think I'm Hotep Jesus. Man, oh man, we got a lot to cover today. Welcome to the Griff Report. I'm your host, Griff God. Hotep Jesus. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Oh, this is a real Hotep brother. Hotep to the chat. Hotep. I'm going to talk to the chat in a minute. We got a lot to cover today in one hour. <clears throat> so let's hop right into it. Last night we had a GOP debate. Unfortunately, I was uh, I was in chess practice. And thank God I forgot about the debate. That's how memorable the debate was going to be. Completely forgot. Went in the chess and uh, crashed early tonight, last night. But I woke up this morning to make sure I did my homework so I can bring to you guys the very best GOP debate analysis. Now, although there wasn't much to be had... We're going to cover the little bit that there is to cover. Um, so let's let's dive into the first piece here. Make sure you can see this on your screen. There we go. Wonderful, wonderful. All right. So a couple of things to note here. Uh, looks like Daily Wire. At least through the lens of Michael Knowles, is acknowledging the existence of Doug Burnham. Somebody's finally speaking up. Somebody's finally telling the truth. Somebody's finally speaking facts. Finally, a good take from Michael J. Knowles. He says, who do you think won last night's debate? And the options are Doug Burnham, the governor of North Dakota, former Microsoft SVP, and eyebrow man which are all obviously Doug Burgum and Doug Burgum again, like I said, was the stellar standout um, candidate on the debate stage the first time. Now I just want to show you something. Um, mm, I want to show you something. I typed in what I type in GOP debate Fox News. I think that's what I typed in here. GOP debate Fox News. I want to show you something. So they had this article and it says here, um, and I'll put this up on your screen now. You guys will be able to see it. Hold on. It says here, post-debate analysis from Spin Room, top moments from fiery second GOP debate. So, um, actually, no, this isn't the article. No, I'm sorry. It's this one. Yeah, here we go. This It's this one here. So basically uh, what I wanted to do was just see, um, you know, did you guys cover Burgum? So we're going to go ahead and hit control F, type in Burgum. And you see there, there's only one mention of Burgum from foxnews.com. And they say, as for everybody else, with respect, it is time for Mike Pence, Chris Christie and Doug Burgum to drop out of the race. Now, this is the only mention of Doug Burgum. Um, it says here to complete the, the, the paragraph here, it says fewer cont contestants would mean less fighting for airtime and less biggering. 
that would be a relief. So why is Doug Burgum singled out? Oh, I shouldn't say singled out, coupled with Chris Christie and Mike Pence. It, it just makes absolutely no sense here. But they don't even mention Burgum's name in the rest of the article to tell us why, you know, he should be uh, canceled out. However, they do have sections here on Pence and they do have sections here on um, Porky Pig, a.k.a. Uh, Chris Christie. So they had much to say about or something to say about the rest of these candidates and how lackluster they are. However, no mention of Doug Burgum. But as I showed you there, if you're paying attention to the debate with an intellectual mind, you understand that Doug Burgum has had the most substance on that debate stage twice in a row. Um, hold on. Before I get into my personal opinions about it, I want to make sure I um, cover the rest of this stuff here. Let's let's take a look at a very great mind, Hex, uh, Sticks Hexenhammer. Now, Sticks is a, a grifty um, uh, alum. He, he has won a grifty. Shout out to grifties.com. You guys can go vote for him at grifties.com. I believe he's winning right now. But if you look at him, he's given a rating. And who are in his top three rating? Ramaswamy, Haley, and Burgum. Burgum makes it to his top three. Oh, this is a real hotel, bro. See, Sticks is actually paying attention. Because if you're paying attention and Burgum's not in your top three, I'm not saying he has to be number one, but he has to be much higher than in last place. He's got Burgum in his top three after last night. Or from last night. Ramaswamy for obvious reasons. Nikki Haley for whatever reason. But Doug Burgum, who I uh, feel had the most um, context to anything he actually said. He supports his arguments with real life things and he has the numbers and the stats and it's all great. You know, it's all like uh, supported arguments, you know, support arguments with evidence. Now, before we go back into my analysis, I got one more video here to play. They're this is um, uh, your your favorite grifter for uh, president running for president. Uh, Robert Rabashlami. Let's go to the clip. They're saying that you're the Republican Obama. You know what? I, I actually, there are elements of that yeah. that I'm actually leaning into. This has never been a Democratic or Republican idea. These are not Democrat ideas or Republican ideas. This is an American idea. These are fundamentally American ideals. Imagine they were driving a car and, and they, they drove it into the ditch. If somebody has repeatedly crashed your car, you can't have the keys back. Do you want to turn over the keys to the same people who crashed it? So as you can see here, they're drawing parallels between how Vivek Ramaswamy has been borrowing, let's just say borrowing from Barack Obama. All that tells me is they're both plants, probably from the same establishment. You said Russia in the 1980s or now calling to ask for their foreign policy back. I have a newsflash. The USSR does not exist anymore. You know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. It fell back in 1990. A skinny guy with a funny name. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name? But they sense deep in their bones. I believe deep in my bones. E pluribus unum. Out of many, many, one. We are one people. I have a dream that we can be one people again. I'm not going to read speeches written by others. What you're going to get from me is what's coming from the heart, my bone deep convictions. So I guess this is a little bit of attack from Ron's campaign. 
But yeah, Vivek, absolute ultimate grifter. Got to go down as an all-time great grifter to just change gears like that and just run for office, knowing what he's going to do for his bottom line. Uh, before we get back into um, the debate analysis, more than 1,000 kids were reported missing in Ohio in an extraordinary, in an extraordinary surge. Remember I told you about Ohio and such a weird place it is? Yeah, children going missing. Uh, I just want to put that on your desk before I forget. You guys can look into that story by the New York Post. All right, let's get back into it. Let's let's dive into um, my analysis. We'll start here with Nikki Haley and her garbage because this has the most detail. So Nikki Haley last night in regards to the Russia-Ukraine conflict said this a win for russia is a win for china hold on hold on hold on hold on where's my button china pence expressed the same sentiment he said something similar like oh we're just pushing russia towards china right meanwhile in in the real world there's a surge in yuan-based transactions between russia and china undermining u.s dollar dominance due to western sanctions this isn't a quote this is a direct quote. It says here, um, Russia generated 3.5 million new migrant workers in 2022, and 90% of them are from Central Asia. And because the ruble, the Russian ruble, was strong during the first half of the year, that boosted remittances to those countries. This is Chief Economist uh, Beta uh, Javorchik. Okay, I'm going to show you that article. Give me a second. Let me pull that article up. Uh, right here, right? So they, they talk all this shit, but these people aren't exactly paying attention to uh, world economics. So let's put this on your screen. You see it right there. It says, sir, this is published September 27, 2023 on investing.com. Surge in yuan-based transactions between Russia and China undermines U.S. dollar dom dominance, right? So let's go down an article. What does it say here? says the U.S. dollar's dominance is being threatened by an increasing shift towards yuan-based transactions between Russia and China. Now, we have talked about this several times as we discussed the CBDC and the relationship of the U.S. dollar versus BRICS and all that. It says uh, this is per the um, European Bank. I think this is reconstruction or something. I forget what the name of this is. Uh, hold on. Let me get that exact thing for you. It's like Economic Bank for reconstruction and development that's it reconstruction and development uh it says here this development is primarily primarily due to the aftermath of western sanctions that have driven a commerce surge between the two nations so nikki haley let me see if i can find a clip just to make this more clear to you let's see if they have uh nikki haley china let me see if we have the clip I didn't make any. Um, here's a China clip, but I don't think this is the one. Look at exactly what happened. Biden showed up on that picket line. But why are those workers actually there? Uh, here we go. Speaking. There's one person ahead, on this. This is infuriating because TikTok <laughs> is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that is. we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time. 
Oh no, this is this is on TikTok. I don't think she says it in that. To you have a company, U.S. Antibiotics, oh, that this produces amoxicillin, the number one antibiotic that we need. And right now, there is a company in Bristol, Tennessee, that produces that. Yet our federal government only gets it from China. We need to be focusing on companies. No, it was a section on Ukraine. It was a section on Ukraine. Well, I guess I'll just leave that for your own homework. Hold on, let me see um, if I can find it with the Ukraine search. Mm. Did I spell her name right? It's two with two K's, right? Yeah, two K's. Let's go to media and see if we see anything here. Oh, here we go. A win for Russia is a win for China. Boom. You heard it, right? Everybody heard that? Told you I found it. A win for Russia is a win for China. We have to know that. Ukraine is the first line of defense for us. And the problem that Vivek doesn't understand is he wants to hand Ukraine to Russia. He wants to let China eat Taiwan. He wants to go and stop funding Israel. You don't do that to friends. What you do instead is you have the backs of your friends. Ukraine is a front line of defense. Ukraine is a front line of defense. See, when I come in the building, I... Wow. Putin has said if Russia, once Russia takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. That's a world war. We're trying to prevent That's war. Look at what war. Putin did today. That's a world war. <laughs> These politicians kill me with their hyperbolic speeches. He killed Pergozin. When I was at the UN, the Russian ambassador suddenly died. This guy is a murderer, and you are choosing a murderer over, over a pro-American country. First of all, first of all, first of all, Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 30 seconds. Mr. DeSantis, you know, Nikki, DeSantis, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. You know, I'm not on but the, the fact of the matter, Boeing came off of it, but you've been pushing this lie. You've been pushing this lie. Oh, nah, this is the old one. This is the old one. This is the first debate. I'm sorry. Dan, that's the old debate. Well, she repeated it last night. She repeated that same line last night, but you heard her say it right there. That's that's good and dandy. We we got her. We got her in 4K. Uh, so let's go back. So what does it say here in this article? From Europe, right? Tell, Europe telling us what's going on with Europe. It says, according to data from Moscow Central Bank from January 2016 to December 22nd, uh, December 2022, uh, the yuan accounted for 34% of Russia imports and 25% of his exports. This significant shift indicates the growing influence of Chinese currency and bilateral trade between Russia and China. So she'll tell you that if we don't get involved in Ukraine, then it's going to push Russia to China. Meanwhile, what does it say here? This development is primarily due to the aftermath of Western sanctions that have driven com a commerce surge between the two nations. Right there, Western sanctions. The complete opposite of what she's saying. So Chief Economist Javorchik is saying, yo, the sanctions are driving Russia together. 
And Nikki Haley is like, no, we got to be tough on Russia because it's pushing Russia and China together. Make it make sense. So, again, um, absolute. Uh, well, let me try and be a bit professional in my speech about Nikki Haley. Ignorant, just ignorant. Uh, all right, let's go into um, my analysis of my personal um, opinions. First of all, let's start with Vivek. Vivek tried to change his tune last night. He tried to play Mr. Nice Guy and let's unify because the first debate he came out, I'm sure, you know, they have some sort of uh, team that pulls data of opinions from social media and other places. Right. And then they get this data and basically the PR rep tells them, hey, here's what people liked about the first debate. Here's what they didn't like. And we know he came out throwing punches and jabs at everybody in the first debate, trying to make a whole lot of hullabaloo. OK, second debate, he does a complete 180 on that. And now he wants to be Mr. Unify the Republican Party. Mr. I want to play nice guy. Only thing he's worried about is his image. He's not actually worried about winning this race. He's not actually worried about the fate of this country. Uh, and he's not even trying to win the election. Um, he's just worried about his image. Uh, and again, if you saw the debate last night, you noticed that he was trying to play Mr. Nice Guy, and clean up his image. Uh, he did mention um, the Federal Reserve and he, he did put the Federal Reserve in his crosshairs. Uh, which his response was uh, a bit lackluster. His his concept of reforming the Federal Reserve was replacing the Fed chairman. Like that's actually going to do something. <laughs> You're going to swap out one operative slash agent for another. Like what are we doing here? Uh, then he says he, he he wants to stabilize the dollar. However. No mention of a central bank digital currency. Meanwhile, the House Financial Subcommittee just voted 27 to 20 uh, in favor of uh, passing along to the House for uh, discussion and hearing uh, on the anti-CBDC Surveillance Act. Um, and we've talked about that. We've covered that extensively. There's a whole stream we did cover in that hearing and we'll do the House hearing when we have that later. But he mentions nothing about the central bank digital currency. So there's another example of why I can't trust these people. How are you going to talk about stabilizing the dollar and you're not talking about the CBDC? It's like the main thing that they're going to do to try to stabilize the dollar. Um, Porky Pig, Porky Pig and his Donald Trump, uh, Donald Duck comment. Uh, lacked tact in its delivery. It was a very weak joke. Although it's going to make for fun memes. Uh, but Porky Pig here changed his tune in this debate. And I think what he realized is he couldn't compete with anybody on that debate stage. So he had, a de he had to compete with somebody who couldn't defend themselves, somebody who was not there and present. So he decided to take aim at Donald Jerome Trump. That was his tactic. Everybody had their own little tactic. And that was his tactic to come in and attack Donald Trump, mostly because he knew Donald Trump couldn't fire back and it was going to be the popular talking point and get the claps from the audience, et cetera, et cetera. And 
basically just a, a weak attempt. And he really should have focused on his opponent opponents on that stage because that's his real competition. Trump's not his competition. He's not in the same league as Trump. Oh, Trump should be here in the debate. No, you guys made a mess of the debate last night, which actually proved why Trump didn't need to be there. And that shit was sloppy. That shit was messy. It was immature, childlike. It was atrocious. It was terrible. Watch it this morning. And I was just like, oh, this was worse than the first debate. Real catty, just talking over each other. No respect. If it goes, hey, can you not talk over me? And as soon as Byron Donald speaks up, he cuts him off. It's like, Yo, what are we doing here? Um, So Chris Christie, hey, hey, another one. He gets a, a, a F. Um, Pence exact uh, statements in regards to China was he said uh, he wants to uh, basically what happens is if we don't support Ukraine, it will green light China to take Taiwan. Uh, so I guess, you know, this is a battle of, you know, who controls Taiwan, right? Nobody really cares about the people of Taiwan. This is all about pushing a certain agenda, uh, which is the Ukraine war agenda, which is, is what it is. Um, the hosts. The hosts were trash. They had Jocelyn Hernandez up there. She could barely speak any English. Um, then uh, the other two, um, the gentleman wasn't too bad. The lady, the, the white lady, she was abhorrent. But uh, the gentleman said something interesting. Oh, no. Hold on. Let me let me see. Who, who said this phrase? I think the gentleman said this phrase. Yeah, it was a gentleman. And he said... Uh, and again, why do we have women hosting a political debate? Like, why? Two of them and one guy? Like, it's just terrible. And I'm going to show you exactly why it was terrible in a second. Never let women, you know, get involved in this shit. Uh, unless they're of the Sonny Johnson type, of course. Uh, it says here, uh, focus too much on Ukraine instead of the New World Order. This is what the host said last night. He actually invoked the term New World Order. And I think this... Question got answered by uh, Ron DeSantis, and he, he said they are one and the same, and that is correct. That is a point I'll give Ron DeSantis. The, the Ukraine and the New World Order agenda is all one and the same, but I just thought it fight mighty odd that the host would try to decouple those two. It was like either there's a New World Order or there's a Ukraine. And I'm like, <laughs> how do you separate those two? So it's a little bit of a... A little bit of a ploy there from their um, Charlie Indigo Alpha operative that played host last night. Um, but overall, the mods were trash. They did a horrible job um, coming up with questions. They did a horrible job moderating the debate. If anybody is going to moderate that debate, if Fox wants to call anybody to debate, to, to moderate that debate, you know who they got to call? Hotep Jesus. You damn right. You damn right. Nobody moderates a debate better than me. And uh, hey, Fox, listen, just just call me up. I handle your light work for you and we'll make that debate. I just need mute access. I need mute access. I need a mute all button. So when they start talking, I just go shut the fuck up. I hit the mute all button and everybody just you can't hear from anybody because they threaten to mute people. But me, you go over that limit. Meh. As soon as that buzzer hit, if you go over that buzzer a little bit too long, mute. Like Robert, uh, like uh, Pence likes to do, talk over the time limit. I'd have muted Pence right at the time, right at the time limit. Like, nope, learn your lesson. Boop, mute. Time's up, bro. 
Time's up. You don't get to finish. Nope. You should have said what you had to say inside that minute. You can't say what you got to say in a minute. You ain't got nothing to say. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Um, and then the, the, the white lady, she's going to go. And I actually thought this was pretty hilarious and funny, although not appropriate for a debate surrounding the fate of our future as a country in the Republican Party. She's going to say, uh, let's play. What was the name of that show? You vote people off the island. Survivor. She said, let's play Survivor and everybody, you know, write down on your piece of paper who you would vote off the island. And then Ron DeSantis, which, again, I got to give him a point for. He's like, no, nope, I'm not playing those games. Da, 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 da. And I think Ron didn't want to play that game because he was shook. He was scared that he might be ending up on that paper. Now, I thought the game was very interesting. I, I actually did want to see them play it because it would have been messy. But only a woman would bring messy shit to a debate and nothing quite serious. But again, nobody talked about the CBDC, central banking, uh, very little talk on economics, very little talk on inflation and the little talk they did have on inflation. Nobody really had a clear plan. Uh, and um, the only person I think that would have had a clear plan was Doug Burgum. But, um, you know, questions that were directly to Doug Burgum were slim to none. The one question they did ask him, uh, and I'm drawing this from memory, was in regards to guns. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? gun legislation, you give him the question for gun legislation? Like, that's just so, like, beneath Doug, you know? It's like, it, it's it, that, that question's just too small-brained. Because you know the response is going to be um, a, a complete consensus across the board in regards to guns because all of these people are prisoners of the party line and have to be against gun control. Now, I'm against gun control, so I'm not saying it's a bad thing to be against gun control. But I'm just saying we all know the response that we're going to get from them. So to ask a question about gun control to me was a complete, absolute waste of time. Um, and I wanted to hear more on economics. And you should have asked the only billionaire on that stage his thoughts on economics, uh, inflation, how to bring this country back. And he touched on it a little bit. But I remember early in the debate where he hadn't spoken and they um, they were talking, blah, blah, blah. And Doug wanted to chime in. And he got about 10 seconds in before the hosts were like, all right, that's enough, Doug. And then they just like cut him off. And I'm like, oh, y'all are actually trying to you, you are actively trying to snub Doug. Now, now, Doug barely made the requirements to qualify for this debate. Hopefully he makes the requirements to follow the next debate. But it's going to be really tough when you have Fox working against you, when you have all the other right wing media outlets trying to act like he doesn't exist and working against him. Uh, and basically, this is why um, many people who are Hotep or Hotep adjacent say um, presidents are not elected. They're selected. The media is helping you select the candidates. They're basically saying, ignore these guys and only look at these guys. Right. Let's only look at DeSantis, only look at Nikki Haley and only look at Robert Robert Shlami. This is what they this is what they're doing. So they're selecting for the people who they should even because. So, for example, let's say you were, you know, too busy to watch the debate last night and you wanted to catch up on it on Fox News. Well, there's no mention of Doug Burgum. There's no deep dive into what Doug Burgum said or. Um, any any type of deep dive into um, the actual debates is hard to find. But um, again, no mention of Doug, except for get rid of him. Just get rid of Doug. And that's only mention of Doug. So, again, GOP candidates 
Not that any of them have any chance in hell in beating Trump in the primaries, but um, yeah, uh, just complete um, pigeonholing of a viable candidate who I, I feel is the best candidate on that stage is Doug Burgum. Uh, I still have Doug Burgum, number one, coming out of the second class of the GOP debate. And like I said before, it made no sense for Trump to appear there. And and, and how messy that debate turned last night is uh, evidence to that. Let me turn my attention to the chat, see what's going on in the chat. Wilmar, what up, man? Um, Barack Tobias Obama, what up, man? Appreciate y'all. Goldstein, what up, man? Is Rumble working today? Don Day in the chat. What up, man? Hey, don't forget, if you want to earn an income, you want to make a little bit of side cash or maybe a lot of side cash, depending on how successful you are. Um, two things you can do. Number one, I would go online and look up, uh, you know, how to become an affiliate marketer. And then I would hit the link in the description box below and sign up for our affiliate program. We offer 25 percent on every uh, initial purchase and 25% for each recurring purchase for as long as a person remains a client of Master Focus. Now, more details coming soon in regards to the future of the Master Focus company, but the only people who get insider information about Master Focus is um, or are the subscribers to my locals. If you're not subscribed to my locals, it's hotepjesus.locals.com and also members of my uh, YouTube channel. If you are a, uh, a subscriber, a paid subscriber, uh, supporting member, whatever the hell they call it. I think they call it supporters. If you're a supporter, paid supporter of my channel, um, then you will also get um, inside look as to what's happening. And they already know the future of Master Focus. So shout out to everybody over there. And they've been sort of chiming in and giving their opinions. And I appreciate that. Uh, shout out to Renee Vogel. What up, Renee? He says, thank you for the breakdown. No doubt. No doubt. Everybody in my locals or um, what's the name or my YouTube uh, will have access to basically the thoughts in my brain. Uh, everybody else will get them months after um, they come out and you'll be last to know. Uh, what up, Jay's World? Matthew Ackman. Uh, Lizette said, I would love to see you as a moderator. I would love to be a moderator as well. All right, let's get to some really hard-hitting information. Watch this shit. I got some shit for you. Came across my timeline today. Hold on, let me get Nikki Haley's ugly ass off my screen. Um, well, first, let's play this clip from Byron Donalds in regards to... Actually, you know what? I'm not going to play it. I really don't want to hear about the Biden crime family. And I don't have time for that bullshit. Let's look at some more pressing matters. Let's take a look at this. Pull this up on your screen in just a moment here. And uh, we're going to play this clip. This whole COVID madness, this so-called pandemic, it was just a test balloon. A gigantic test balloon. Well, for what, you ask? Well, to see how far they could go. To see what exactly they would have to do to get free individuals in a free and democratic society to consent to being forced into compliance. Go off, sis. That's what they were trying to establish. That's what they were trying to figure out. And they have, they have figured it out. Trust me. They are much smarter now. Mm. The goal ultimately is to transform our free and democratic societies um, yeah, into totalitarian 
societies. Their goal is to strip each and every one of us of our fundamental rights of freedom, democracy, the rule of law. Yep. They want to get rid of all of this. Mm -hmm. This whole COVID thing had never anything to do with public health. Mm. It never had anything to do with breaking waves. Mm. It always had to do with breaking people mm. in order to make us a part of a mindless, malleable mass, mm. which they can totally control. And we will be completely dependent upon this globalitarian elite. Mm. So I'm really imploring the people and all the peoples around the world, for God's sake, stop giving your democratically elected governments the benefit of the doubt. Mm. They are not deserving of that. Mm. They are not. Stop rationalizing whatever your government is doing. Try, stop rationalizing and come up with some good intentions. They have no good intentions. Mm. Never. As I said before, in the entire history of mankind, there has never been a political elite concerned about the well-being of regular people. You heard she said never. And it isn't any different now. Why mm. should it stop giving them the benefit of the doubt? Mm. Because I can tell you, you cannot comply your way out of a tyranny. It is impossible. Trying to do so, you will only feed a gigantic alligator in the hopes of being eaten last. But guess what? Your turn will come uh. and then you will be the one swallowed up. Mm. I also have to ask the people, end your silence. Speak up. Mm -hmm. For God's sake, stop complying. Mm. Start rebelling. Mm -hmm. They're out to get you mm. if you do not resist. Love to hear it. This is uh, German MEP Christine Anderson. I don't even know what MEP means, so I'm going to look it up because I have to look up everything. Oh, member of European Parliament. Okay. So, shout out to Christine Anderson. You know, I, we may not agree on everything. There could be another issue where she's completely bogus, but damn, if she ain't just throw the hammer down. Mm. Shout out to her. And anybody who wasn't privy to that, hopefully you're privy now. Most normies are going to look at that and be like, oh, my God, she's a conspiracy theorist. She must listen to Alex Jones or some dumb shit like that. Some variation of. Uh, all right. Let's get into um, my favorite topic. Technology and CBDCs. Let's do the tech update first. So our tech update of the day is sponsored by. None other than Syscoin. Shout out to the Syscoin squad. Appreciate y'all. So uh, in the description box below, we have a Telegram group. You can access a Telegram group, basically money falling out the sky. It's called an airdrop in the cryptocurrency community. If you want to earn crypto, join our Telegram group. It's the best way to get into crypto is not buying. It's actually earning. That way, because people would say, oh, I lost so much money on crypto. I'm like, would you lose money if you earned it? Because then it didn't cost you anything, but, 
you know, moving your mouse around and click clacking on your keyboard for a couple of minutes. So the best way to get into crypto is to earn crypto. Remember I said that. So if you want to earn some crypto, Telegram group is in a box. You get access to our airdrop. airdrop. Uh, when you get to the Telegram group, hit the pinned uh, message at the top and I'll give all the instructions there. We have great education on CBDCs, great conversations around cryptocurrency. Catch you guys up to speed and a uh, wonderful group in there providing a ton of uh, feedback and speculation on the future of the country. So hopefully you guys join that group. All right, let's get into our technology update of the day. Um, we have two stories here in the tech uh, section here. And uh, the first one I'll cover really fast. Uh, you know, there's not too much to uh, pull up an article for, but OpenAI is the people who created ChatGPT. I'm going to do about a million, a billion dollars in revenue this year. A billion dollars in revenue. And uh, it, 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 I mean, the capabilities of ChatGPT have just skyrocketed this week alone. I spoke to you about that. I told you it's got voice commands. You can input images and it'll speak back to you. Now, uh, one application that I'm happy about with this AI is uh, I homeschool my kids and um, I want to test them on their math. What I can do is I can actually take a page out of their math workbook, put that into uh, ChatGPT and say, generate me more math problems. And ChatGPT will generate more math problems and I can test them myself and it'll give me the answers to those. And it'll tell me how it came to the conclusion of those answers. So it's going to be helping me for homeschooling. So I look forward to using that. Um, and obviously you guys know, uh, coming soon uh, to my locals and, and YouTube supporters is my um, probably do like a 10, maybe 15 minute course on how I use AI and what I use AI for and basically uh, help you generate more cash and be more productive in your day. And I'm going to show you every aspect of my businesses and where I use AI and how I use it to get the best results, uh, including how I use it to prepare the Griff report, how I use it for master focus and other projects that I'm working on. Now, here's the story I really want to show you, which is, I know some of y'all are kind of weird when it comes to tech, but this shit to me is really fucking cool. I'm not even going to sit here and try to, you know, placate to your emotions because, uh, you know, as much as I hate technology, I fucking love technology. I'm a techie. I've been a techie my whole life. But um, now I saw earlier this week that Meta was going to come out with chat bots. And these are chat bots that kids can interact with and it can ask it questions and it can get, you know, answers to homework. And, you know, um, uh, uh, Zuckerberg's thinking about these chat bots as a way to push out more avenues of advertising. So people can actually follow these chat bots and um, ask it questions and they'll respond automatically. And this connects to Bing. So it'll be connected to the Internet as a partnership with Microsoft. And um, yeah, so they're going to have like personalities They're even going to have sanctioned personalities like celebrities. Uh, who are the celebrities that they chose? It's in this article. Um, let me see. So Charlie D'Amelio, I don't know who that is. Snoop Dogg and Tom Brady. So uh, they they have a set of 28 chatbots 
with different personalities styled in the voices of celebrities like Snoop Dogg and Tom Brady. So there's going to be a Snoop Dogg and a Tom Brady uh, chatbot. And obviously they'll be able to sell advertising through this because, you know, whatever Tom Brady specializes in, maybe it's sports and then Snoop specializes in music and you interact with it for those different purposes. And then in between the chatbot can pump out, um, you know, advertising links, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm sure that's going to be worked into um, Meta's advertising platform for businesses. Um, now, uh, let's talk about the cool thing. Now, not this thing you see on the screen here. This is the um, virtual reality headset. But Meta has uh, smart glasses that come with an AI assistant. OK, so these are in partnership with Ray-Ban and they're like 200 bucks now. I can't see myself purchasing V1, maybe V2, maybe V2. But um, the cool thing about these things are it's going to act as a virtual assistant. So if you're at the airport in a foreign country or you're wherever and you got these glasses on, it will translate. It'll do math. It'll give you information about the person sitting in front of you. It'll give you information. Uh, it'll translate. If somebody speaking another language, it will translate in real time what they're saying or something close to real time. Um, do your work for you. <laughs> uh, you know, anything you can, you know, as far as your uh, your imagination can stretch within the limitations of what an AI assistant can do. Um, we don't have pictures of this yet, but um, hold on. Let me bring this tweet up. So this is set to release. October 17th, and they want $300 uh, for these. Oh, yeah. Also comes with live streaming capability. So you can pop these things on and go live and people will see whatever view you have. Now, I remember Snapchat had some glasses in the past where you could use your glasses and upload images or upload video. But now we're talking about live streaming straight from your Ray-Ban glasses. I think that is uh, many of you are going to be like, you know, oh, my God, big brother and all this other shit. And I'm like, well, if the cops got cameras on them, I want a camera on me. I could have that camera and turn that thing on. And, you know, this is stuff you can do to um, mitigate risk of false accusations. Like, nope, I got a recording of our interaction. It's right here in my glasses and I've uploaded to my computer. So in case, you know, 10 years from now, she said this happened. Nope, I got the whole thing on tape. It's never happened. You got mad at me. You smacked me. I had to pick my sunglasses up, put them back on. And I asked you, please, to leave nicely. You know, all that type of shit. So, again, price is better. Yeah, 300 bucks is not bad for a pair of smart glasses that come with AI, uh, which has me a bit cautious. So, like I said, I'm not going to buy the first version, but I'm going to wait and see how people are using them. And then I might opt in on uh, V2 uh, after I see how people are using them, how they work, if anybody's brain has exploded and all types of weird stuff like that. Uh, also, um, the iPhone, the iPhone is having issues. People are saying the iPhone is overheating. Let me pull that up on your screen. I'll show that to you right now. It's the iPhone 15. Um, and this is why you never buy the V1 of a product. And as you see here, uh, Zero Hedge posted this article, several others too. iPhone 15 sales threatened by phones overheating up to 122 degrees. Um, <laughs> iPhone 15 Pro Max cooling case to prevent overheating as he dips it in ice cold water. 
Um, and several people are uploading videos and many outlets are saying that the iPhone 15 is overheating and maybe one of the things will explode. But at some point, airlines are going to say, do you have an iPhone 15? You cannot get on this plane. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I think they had the same issues with the iPhone 14. So I don't know what the hell iPhones, um, Apple's got going on with those phones, but I won't be upgrading anytime soon. I think I'm still on the 12 platform. Um, all right. What else we got? So that's enough for the tech update. Let's go into the CBDC update. But first, we got some important financial news to show you about your boys, J.P. Morgan. Remember I told you J.P. Morgan runs American. Um, it basically runs the Treasury. It J.P. Morgan hosted, as I said this a million times, many of you know, he hosted the party at uh, Jekyll Island um, that created the Federal Reserve. And uh, if you read my book, The Patriot Report, Unmasking the Conspiracy of Money and War, available on hotepjesus.com. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. You can see how J.P. Morgan, over the years, uh, basically has influenced Treasury and, and, and the government. So we have another case. And I've said this before. I'm like, yo, J.P. Morgan is really one who runs economic and financial policy for the United States Treasury. And, uh, you know, it sounds like a conspiracy theory until it's not. And here we have September 27, 2023, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time. What does it say here? Let me see what it says here. J.P. Morgan to provide account validation services to the United States government. So press release goes out to Business Wire, says J.P. Morgan announced today that it has been designated by the United States Treasury Department under a financial agency agreement to provide account validation services for federal government agencies. Now, why would they have to do that? It says this program was awarded to J.P. Morgan after a competitive selection process. Yeah, I'm sure it was a huge competitive election process <laughs> and will extend for a minimum of five years. So what is in this bundle? Let's go. So. um Let me see where I should start reading here. Uh, OK, so this is in regards to Social Security, Medicare payments, unemployment insurance and tax refunds. Right. So it says improper payments due to fraud or clerical er errors can delay the delivery of critical funds to rightful recipients, lead to financial losses and erode public trust in government services. The federal government reported an estimated of two hundred and forty seven billion dollars in improper payments during the 2022 fiscal year. According to the United States Government Accountability Office, this includes overpayments, underpayments and payments that should not have been made at all. So um, here we have uh, Taki George Kakapalips, something like that. However you say his name says uh, he says it is an honor to be selected to provide account validation services to United States federal government agencies. This is a significant testament to our capabilities, and it is particularly gratifying that this work will help provide money to Americans faster, safer and more accurately, while also saving taxpayer dollars. In its new role, J.P. Morgan will verify critical payment information for the federal federal government before payments are issued. The bank's advanced technology will verify payment details 
using its extensive network of secure customer information as well as industry data that the bank regularly accesses for payment processing. The bank already moves more than an average of $9 trillion each day. It says here in a section about J.P. Morgan and the investment bank, it says the world's most important corporations, governments and institutions entrust us with their business in more than 100 countries. OK, so J.P. Morgan is a world superpower. Who runs America? J.P. Morgan does. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. Now I want to come. Right, I want to come right back. Now we got to hit you with the conspiracy theory. Got to hit you with the conspiracy theory. What is the huge conspiracy theory that underlies this story? Well, it's quite simple. The CBDC is going to be issued first as a WCBDC, meaning wholesale interbank communications, um, interbank settlements, all of that good stuff, right? Bank to bank, B to B type situation. It's not retail. However, when it comes to the retail and how they'll roll out the retail version of the CBDC, who is going to get that first? It's going to be. The people mentioned here, social security, medical care, unemployment insurance and taxes. So what information does JP Morgan have access to all of this now because they've been sanctioned to do so? Who's also um, going to be handling? Listen, let's not even get to legislation. Let's just stick to what, what's in front of us and, and, and not speculate too much. Right. So who's handling all of this? J.P. Morgan is going to have access to this. Now, J.P. Morgan also is in the works of issuing J.P. coin, which is going to be a stable coin and uh, basically um, a way for them to settle funds between banks. Right. Um, and Citibank has one, too. And most banks are probably going to move to most major banks are probably going to move to their own coin uh, to handle uh, wholesale settlements. Right. Now, you know, where the conspiracy theory comes in is. If J.P. Morgan has access to all this information regarding Social Security, Medicare, unemployment and taxes, that means they're going to be prepared in some way or fashion or form. Actually, I should say many ways, fashions and forms of how the uh, the CBDC should be implemented. Now, we know um, J.P. Morgan's very much involved in the CBDC situation and conversations. We've covered this a bunch of times on this channel. But this story today shows you how they're going to get first access to information about the very group, because it's going to be sold under the guise of inclusion, the very group that is going to be rolled out the CBDC to first. So, again, keeping an eye on these motherfucking crooked ass bankers. While everybody argues about, I don't know, whatever the, the Kardashians or, or whatever the fuck people are arguing about today. All right. Let's get into our CBDC update. Um, now we, we know about the new world order and all of that. So here we have Bank of International Settlements and three banks are testing a cross border uh, wholesale CBDC. It's called uh, Project Mariana Mariana. This is between the Bank of France, the Monetary Authority of Singapore and the Swiss National Bank. Now, if you know anything about Swiss, you know, it's a neutral territory, et cetera, et cetera. So it's very interesting that you would involve them. 
And at some point they had to be involved in the CBDC conversation anyway. So you can see right there, WCBDCs this is a wholesale CBDC. So the entire world is preparing to move to, sub w, uh, to move to CBDC. First WCBDC, then RCBDC, which is the retail version. Uh, but there you have it. Um, more and more and more uh, coming down the pike. Now, I did have to alter um, my my searches because um, I'm noticing that some stories about the CBDC are slipping through the cracks. And I'll tell you how I keep um, if you ask me, uh, remind me on my locals and my YouTube supporters, remind me to tell you how I do research for the CBDCs and I'll give it to you guys. I can't give it to the freeloaders here on Spotify and YouTube. I'm going to save the good, good, good information for my the people that support me. But I'll tell you how I do my information. But what I notice is that CBDC is starting to not be mentioned in these articles. And I'm going to have to I, I adjusted uh, my search based upon different parameters to make sure I am um, getting these updates. So, again, anybody subscribe to my locals, hotepjesus.locals.com or a supporter on YouTube. Um, we'll get access to that information and how I do that. Just ask me and I'll uh, lay it out in detail. Um, what else we got here? Uh, blah, 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 blah. We covered that. Close that. What's this? Close that. Close that. Close that. Uh, okay. So we have a French story that popped out and then somebody in our telegram group. Um, let me give credit. What was her name again? Damn. Um, shit. Oh, I feel bad. Um, where is she? Uh, oh, here we go. Um, shout. I think it's Sarah. Put this on my desk this morning. Or was it in the other Telegram group? Um. Yeah, my bad. That was in the that was in the Telegram group. I was telling you guys to join. We have some really great conversations happening here. Um, oh, here it is. Shout out to. Gotta give credit where it's due. Damn. Yeah, Sarah. I had that right. Yeah. Shout out to Sarah. Just wanted to make sure. So, um, Sarah put this on my desk. And basically, what this says is um, Christine Lagarde. Um, I forget her role. What is her role again? President of the European Central Bank. There we go. So the president of the European Central Bank admits that the digital euro will not be totally anonymous. So what does she say in here? Um, says right here, we are working to protect privacy. But since the digital money leaves a mark on the blockchain, this will not be entirely anonymous, as is the case with a banknote. Now, we knew that everybody, you know, if you watch this, this show, then you knew that already. Um, but there was something else interesting here. Says here, do you make a difference between anonymity and privacy? How do you guarantee privacy without guaranteeing anonymity? <laughs> um, OK, here it is. It says the system will use commercial banks as intermediaries. To disseminate the digital dollar, uh, digital euro banks will have access to data. It's true. But today they already have access to data. It is the commercial bank that will analyze this data and share it with the user. So she's trying to say this is a big brother. She's trying to say, well, banks already have access to your data. The difference between banks having access to our data is the fact that 
we've consented to that. We've said, look, we're going to be doing business with you. I need you to handle my transactions. So obviously the bank has to see my transactions since they're the intermediary. And since this entire system was based off of having intermediaries, if we could be our own bank, we would be our own bank. We wouldn't need these intermediaries and nobody would know our information. But because the system is set up like that, the bank has to have our information. The difference is between public and private. And what the CBDC is going to do, it's going to bridge that gap. Now, right now, if somebody, United States government, wanted to infringe on your Fourth Amendment rights, as they have already done, New York versus Miller, have already infringed on your on your um, rights. And if you want to look at more evidence of that, again, get my book, The Patriot Report, Unmasking the Conspiracy of Money and War. And I'll show you the, the, the times where your Fourth Amendment rights were stepped on by the United States Supreme Court. And I have the congressional record and the arguments and dissenting opinions and all of that in there. Um, so go get my book, The Patriot Report, Unmasking Conspiracy of Money and War. Hotep, you're a genius. Hotepjesus.com. But again, the point is, it's now bridging that gap. So if the United States government wanted to, first what they would have to do, they'd have to subpoena the records, your banking records from your bank. And if your bank gave those to them without your consent, then that is a violation of your Fourth Amendment rights because you didn't consent to that. The issue is with the CBDC, and um, it being all based upon distributed ledger technology, there is going to be no ability to withdraw consent. All that information is going to be right there. If the government wants to access it, all they got to do is look at the blockchain. So that's the major difference. These are the things that people that these people like this lady, Christine Lagarde, won't tell you. She tries to say, oh, but they, the, the, the privates have your data already. Yes, we've consented to that. I don't have a problem with my bank having my data. I have a problem with the government having my data. And that's the big issue here. Right. So that's that. All right. Um, yep. Yeah, that that concludes our update. We're going to go to phone lines. Text Hotep in your name to 202-596-5631. 5631 and I'll take phone calls right now and we'll be back after this short brief commercial break. <laughs> 